Another edition of the Pat and Jamie podcast, and Jamie, it has finally snowed in New York City. I disagree with you. It was very minimal. (laughs) Tuesday night, even the forecast had said a dusting at most. Right. And there are a few people who who really would have felt like it snowed. There certainly was no need for the snow alert that they had the salt spreaders ready. Right. Had I seen the snow that we showed a brief video of (laughs) had that been outside of my window i might have said sure it snowed but i'm waiting for there to at least be a slippery surface on the ground oh yeah no this was if you looked outside at just the right moment there were a few flakes drifting through the air now i don't want to mislead anyone i'm not excited for the snow Mainly because when it falls during the week, we're here early, it's long days, all that sort of stuff. But it would be weird if we went through the whole season with no significant snow. I because f- the, the uh, Saturday there's another rainstorm forecast, right. but it's going to be well above freezing. But like a nor'easter. Both last weekend on Sunday and this coming Saturday, these would have been huge snowfalls Yeah. if... It was cold. See, I think we're going to get walloped in March. (laughs) Because originally the forecast said that the El Nino warmth was going to stay with us until at least early February. So I think it's coming, but late. Okay. The the city is all Powerball abuzz today. Everybody but me. Well, well, I'm not either. Okay. I just think it is such... A waste. And I actually like to gamble. I went to Vegas, I gambled, I enjoyed it. But this just feels so idiotic and like such a waste of time to me. (laughs) So yesterday my mom calls and she's all fired up about it. She's like, you can't win unless you play. You know, did you get your tickets? And Brian gets all excited about it. And she said, I already won $4 from the last round. And Brian says, so did we. And he never told me about it. Wait, so he he did not disclose your big Stelter family lottery win? Right, but if he doesn't disclose $4, then what is the next amount that he's not going so to So what are you upset about? Should it have been you wanted the 50-50 split and you want to take the $2? No, I don't even it? want any of the money. I just want to be aware of the winnings. Oh, he and should he report was just, back. Well, he was like, I just didn't really care. It was $4. But I was like, if you're going to buy more tickets and you're invested in this thing, I want to know. But he cashed in the ticket. No, he did not. Oh. I told, So he went last night to buy more tickets. And I said, you should please bring your winning ones and use that to buy more. Or you're the last thing they want on the day before the big jackpot. <laughs> right. Is somebody showing up. Can you check if this ticket's a winner? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> I See, I have... Uh, I mean, I've I've long had a philosophical opposition to the lottery that the people who are most likely to play are the people who can't afford to play. Correct. And and there are social commentators who say this is really a regressive tax. Right. In the Wall Street Journal this morning, there was a a guest column. Uh, Alyssa Finley is the writer. She's an editorial writer for the journal, and she went into some of the statistics on this. What I didn't realize was that they made Powerball harder to win oh, a few yeah. months ago. So one of the reasons that it's this world record jackpot <laughs> is because they made it harder to win. There used to be 59 of the white balls in the in the bin. The, the, that's the ones that they draw five of. And then there there used to be 26 Powerballs in the bin. Right. 
well, they've boosted that from 59 to 69, so they've added 10 more white balls, and the number of power balls has gone from 26 to 35. So they've made it that much harder to win. I mean, we're talking like 50% harder to win. Right, but I also don't think that anyone who's interested in playing has any interest in the actual statistical chance that they're going to win. Why is it more appealing? Why isn't a $20 million jackpot appealing? I don't know. I don't understand why any of it is appealing. It feels like the biggest waste of money to me. The other story that popped up today is a reminder that there's no worse place to be a resident of than New York City. Why When is you that? claim your power, because we got the highest taxes oh, in the country. Right. <laughs> I mean, California right. actually says that they don't tax lottery winnings at all on the state level. And of yeah. course, there, there are other states that don't have a state tax. And the Today Show correspondent was in Florida, I forget where, but they right. said that Florida's a great state to win the lottery in. I wonder how that works. If you, if you have the winning ticket, I know you can sit on it for a year. Could you move to Florida and then not redeem it till you I doubt it. You it's probably there? where you bought it, right? I don't know. I just don't think that we or anyone we know will ever have to worry about any of these things. So you have no tickets? Brian has tickets. We have tickets. Yeah, We, we haven't done the, the work pool yet because I, I often get oh, guilted into... Those kill me because the whole... You don't the, want to be the only person oh, left here. Oh, God. So then not, you put in your $2. Trust me, if the morning team all went in and bought tickets and you didn't buy a ticket, you would still be fine. You think well, they're not going to like... Include you? No, the, the, no. If I didn't give the two dollars, <laughs> you're not you're giving me my share. I don't know. I just don't think anyone we know will ever win. Did you see the video of the guys in New Jersey at the restaurant? Yeah. <laughs> so this, on, the, on the weekend, there. I don't know whether it was closing time, but all these employees of this restaurant that bought tickets together, they're going through reading the numbers, and they they realize they've won. So they're jumping up and down. They're hugging each other. They're high-fiving. One guy's throwing his apron off saying, I quit. <laughs> and, and, and then somebody figures out that they were looking at Saturday tickets and Wednesday numbers. So <laughs> It is so sad. It is so sad. <laughs> There's nothing worse than thinking that you won. I mean, at least they didn't do anything drastic. Well, speaking of a lot of money, I binged the new show Billions over the weekend. I'm, I'm a little jealous. You guys got a, a preview copy, a media copy. We did. We watched the first six episodes. We watched the first five in a row, basically nonstop. It was that good. It's that fast-paced. And you know all the ma- – my favorite thing is when you know all the main people from other shows, but they're such good actors that – Right, Damian Lewis is again playing an American. Yeah, Brody from Homeland yeah. and Paul Giamatti. And there's a guy from the Showtime show, The Affair, that we love. And I don't know the woman's name who plays Paul Giamatti's wife, but she is fantastic. So do you think it'll be well-received on Wall Street? Because well, they're, they're, written... very, uh, they're very stereotypical Wall Street characters. Right. Wall Street is evil. Uh, those who haven't figured out how to beat the system wish they'd figured out how to beat the system. But I think that it's true to life for the most part. I think it's a little (laughs) bit dramatized for TV. But even Steve Carell was saying about his character in The Big Short, which was also about finance guys, that they met some of their real characters in real life, and they said that it seemed really true to the world also. Sunday Night on Showtime for the premiere of Billions. 
Yeah, you definitely watch it. It's so good. It, there's something, there's kind of an adjustment that we have now after all the Netflix and Amazon series, which is that it's yeah. a little bit tough to only get one episode at a time. <laughs> it now. really is. Because you get into something and you just, I just want to watch them all. I know. And... We, have a, we have a binging problem in our house. <laughs> Jamie, there's there's news out today that bowls are the new plates. And I couldn't agree more. This was a Wall Street Journal headline, which mm-hmm. just amused me. Because then you start thinking about it and you're kind of like, oh, I sort of know what they mean with this. The, yeah. They're saying Americans prefer now simple meals with a multitude of flavors. And those are often best delivered in a bowl. Uh-huh. Which when you think about it, whether it's your cupboard at home, whether it is the china at a, a fancy restaurant... Bowls are harder to work with. Bowls don't stack in the dishwasher as easily. <laughs> Bowls take up more space in the restaurant. But, I mean, you're laughing. It's true. We didn't <laughs> register for bowls when we got married. So we have we have probably 30-something plates. And our bowls are sort of a mishmash of different shapes yeah. and sizes well, and things. Yeah, time to upgrade your bowls. I know we really need to because I keep saying that, especially for the dishwasher, it's hard because they don't line up nicely. And so it makes me not want to use them for meals, even though that's my preferred mode of food delivery. You can go with a more plate-like bowl. We have ones that are kind of shallow. That goes into the dishwasher better. Yeah, and those are good because if you have sort of a dinner salad, it's nice to have that because it's easier to mix things around and everything gets the flavor on it. You see the Per Se review in uh, the New York Times? Pete Wells has been having fun with um, some of his takedowns. Those are always more fun to read than when he actually likes something. for, For years, the New York Times has said, we're really not in the business of negative restaurant reviews because what we want to do is guide people to good dining experiences right i don't know if that's shifting just because these are fun to read i don't know what i said yesterday also after i read it was that i'm not i think it was fun to read but i'm not concerned about whether per se is still good or not i don't really have a desire to go to per se and i don't know that i would actually go to per se i'm much i would much rather him say I got the best soup dumplings I've ever had at this little hole in mm-hmm. the wall, wherever. And like, tell me something good that I don't know otherwise. The the, the old the twenty five dollars and under column was good for that. I yeah, think, I don't think they do that anymore, do they? Not I, that I've I, seen. I, I, I haven't seen it for a while. So we're doing some uh, grocery shopping at Italy last night. Happened to be in that neighborhood. Okay. Which, like, it's not really a good place to grocery shop. No, uh, no, I mean, but we were right there, there right. a few things. So there's a long line for the checkouts. We get to the, we get three quarters of the way to the front, and the guy who's shepherding the line and telling you which, which checkout to go to says you got uh, vegetables in there, you got to weigh them before you get to the front. <laughs> like, I'm on. I'm already three quarters of the way to the front. They can't weigh them at the counter? But they, they have the European model which is when you're in the produce department, right? you're supposed to put the stuff on the scale, tell the scale what it is you're weighing, and it prints out the little label, so then the checkout process goes faster. Even though we're in New York City and not in I Europe. Know. I just, I guess I got, maybe I need to just remember that next time I'm there. Well, it's like in the bulk department at Whole Foods, there's a scale, and they give you an option of weighing it and printing out a sticker to sort of help the register move along oh, better. Oh, but you're not sent back. You're not dismissed no, from the line. No, they will weigh it for you, and I think it should be the same as Italy, that they'll do it both ways. I, I got a facial last night. That, that was Don and I for a date you night. You are looking glowing today. <laughs> Thank you. For, for date night, we went and had facials. Uh, 
You know I, I love a good facial. No, and with all the makeup we wear, it's good to do it from time to time. You know what I hate, though? Yeah. The sales pitch at the end. I actually like to buy the products, but I don't... Oh. Well, what I don't... This is what I always say when I get the facial. I don't need your whole, this should be your entire new routine filled with $400 worth of products. I always say... If you would change or add one thing to my routine, what's the one thing that I need to do that I'm not doing right now? I just resent that the business model is that we're going to make money off the facial, but then we're going to try to make more money off all the stuff that we try to sell you at the end. And the products. And I get the the lecture about how my skincare routine isn't good. (laughs) Isn't good enough. Which it isn't. Which it isn't. But but you know what? Some random person I've just met uh, is is not going to change that. Right. Right. I actually... It's the same as the gyms. I the, spend the gyms a, with the... Per, you, know, you know, what you really need here is not the membership we just sold you, but personal training three oh, times a week. Oh, yeah. and then you need the leggings and the sports bra and the socks and all yeah, that stuff. Yeah. But no, I don't like the upsell, but I do like the help a little bit. Okay. Okay. I can actually put in the show notes my favorite place to get a facial because I love this place. Oh. Uh, maybe it would do me some good to yeah. go back to the same person more than once. I mean, once. they're going to sell you stuff also, <laughs> <Okay>. but... <laughs> Uh, after I finished with the facial and the Italy shopping, okay, swipe my Metro card. Yeah. After three years of threatening to sign up for the Easy Pay Metro card, okay, I finally did. I'm loving it. This, this is where this is the Metro card that refills itself. You just give them your credit card. Okay. Every time you get down to like ten dollars left on it, it just tops it up again. You never have to go to the vending machine yeah, ever whole, again. Your whole platform in life has been don't give them the right amount. There's a number to sort of scheme the system. Oh, yeah. No, that's for, for when you're refilling and you want to make sure you get an, an even number right. of dollars on the... So you can choose how much you want yeah, it to refill? you tell it how much you want it to refill. Oh, that's nice. And then just, it just continuously refills. I never have to go to the vending machine again. Easy pay... MetroCard. I've highly, never done that. Highly recommended. I'm going to tell Brian about that. <laughs> what, and just have him sign up for it? Well, he's the <laughs> one that uses the subway oh. multiple times oh, okay. a day, every day. I thought you might, you, you, you're not bothered with the details oh. of <laughs> signing up for it. Sign me like up. <laughs> Brian, I want one of these. <laughs> uh, we have the lineup set for our next 92nd Street Y, Pat and Jamie's New York show. We're excited about it. Yeah, this is, I, I think, as I wrote on... Um, our blog post on our website. I think this has potential to be one, our most fun one yet. We have Ad Rock from the Beastie Boys, who's been a New York One viewer for years. Yeah, we have Leandro Medine, the Man Repeller, who's been a Pat Kiernan fan for years. I, and I'm excited to just uh, have a chat with her. Cause, yeah, because we've exchanged emails and tweets and stuff over the years. Yeah, as, as she has her star has risen from blogger of interest to a whole empire oh she's like woman of the world and then millennial superstar ruby carp she is a comedian a writer she's big in like the hello giggles world Mm -hmm. and i am interested to hear the story that she tells us yeah this is i it's only our third show but we've we kind of decided that a fun segment of the show is to always have somebody on to be the storyteller. Yeah. It's, it's less of an interview and more that, hey, you're going to come on and tell one fun New York City story. So Ruby's going to do that for us on this show. Yeah. So you can get tickets at 92y.org on their website, or you can get them on patandjamie.com. And the show is in a couple weeks. 
January 28th, 8.15pm. We would be thrilled if you would join us for that. See you then. <laughs>